Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. If you're looking for extra horsepower in your bet, there's only one place to get set, and that's Top Sport. And with Top Sport's new Same Race Multi, you'll see the odds skyrocket by combining your selections in a single bet. Multiply your excitement in the same race on thoroughbreds, greyhounds and harness racing. Download the app today for a faster, easier betting experience. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Welcome to another edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. This is the Dream Team series where our guests get to name their 13. It could be the best ever, the best they played with, played against, didn't get to play with, could be the ugliest 13, the funniest, the best beer drinking 13. A guy that played 181 games across seven clubs joins us. Blake Green, which way have you gone here, legend? I've got a bit of a big mixed uh, uh, mixed bag here, mate. A couple that I played with, um, a few greats, I guess, of the game that I, that I wish I got a chance to play with or looked up to as a kid. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how good looking these ones are, though. But we'll see how they go. They can all play footy anyway. It's uh, it's a, always a good barroom debate, but it's a, a little bit of a mind screw too because. You think you've come up with your half and five eight, then you realise, oh, but where can I put him? I've left him out. It's uh, doing a lot of juggling as a coach here. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. When I thought about it, I changed my mind a few times. So I just went with my first thoughts and just tried to tried to stick solid. So okay, mate, let's start with your fullback. Who and why is in jersey one? Uh, Billy Slater, I reckon. Um, obvious one. He probably you know changed the game uh, for fullbacks the way mm. that they they played. He was. Um, coming to Melbourne as a, you know, I was probably about 28 years old when I went to Melbourne. Uh, I only got to play five games with Bill before he had that, you know, back-to-back shoulder surgeries. Yep. Um, but I obviously played at a fair few clubs, mate. Three, <laughs> three different, uh, three different countries. Yeah, uh, I, um, I've seen a few, but I'd never seen anyone move as well as him. Okay, he was able to, you know. Get across the field as quick as anyone. He was super fit. Um, you know, he could tick so many boxes. He was the sharpest that I'd ever seen. You know, you know, on a free field. So that's why he's um, your number one. Blake, you're a, a footy head, and I say that in the nicest way. You love it. You, you and you study it. it. Would have been no surprise, as you know, Billy, to see him do so well with Queensland this year because. The thing a lot of people don't realise about Bill is he is the ultimate footy head. He's, he's a footy tragic. Yeah, very, very intelligent, um, you know, in, in terms of understanding the game. And um, he's certainly looking at a chessboard when he when he looks at it. He's moving the pieces around. But I reckon, you know, probably without, you know, asking Billy himself, I, I think that, that that sort of two-year period that he had out of the game mm. uh, with his shoulder injury, he did a fair bit of um, – he did a fair bit of stuff with uh, Hugh Van Heilenberg around the Resilience Project, mm-hmm. and I reckon he's got a really good balance of understanding the sort of new age player about um, pressure, anxiety, yep. and um, all that type of stuff that, that the young young kids sort of mm-hmm. have to deal with, um, you know, this day and age. So I think that he sort of incorporated, you know, from the outside looking in, he incorporated yeah. some of that stuff into the Queensland camp. They were certainly mm-hmm. doing a whole a whole heap of that sort of uh, getting the balance right. Yep. And, um, you know, it it certainly worked. You know, we had Kalen come back to the Knights here and 
uh, he come back at you know certainly a you know a better headspace because if they, mm. uh, they they won yeah but um, you know he, he come back a, bel- a better balanced player I reckon that's really interesting okay Billy at the back what about our two wingers mate. Yeah, okay. Well, I, uh, this is a tricky one. Um, I was going to put in Marika um, because I played with Marika in Melbourne. He was fantastic to play with, but I um, I end up I end up chopping and changing. I put Tommy Turbo on the wing. I had I played at Manly with Tommy, only young, probably 20, 21 years old at the time. Mm. He was he was a superstar for us. Um, you know, as he was um, in the last couple of years. I know yeah. he's been injured, but. You know, he also won the Daly M from playing sort of 14 or 15 games. Yep. He's just he is crazy good when he's on um, and he can have a genuine impact on a footy team. And I know it's not his position wing, but even when he's played origin in the centres, he just mm. finds a way to, to get the footy and score points. He's a, he's a superstar. Absolutely. A guy like Tommy, you could throw him in jersey one through five and it probably wouldn't alter him all that much. The good ones can adapt, can't they? They can, mate. Especially Tommy, like he's super athletic. You know, I couldn't believe how like big he was. Yeah, he's a big, tall, physical thing, long arms and legs. You know, um, you know, he naturally given some really good tools to to be a good footy player. Mm. So, um, yeah, he was. Uh, he's, he's a special one, mate. And he'll have a huge impact when he's fully fit um, and playing at Manly. Like he'll have a massive impact for uh, for them again next season. Hundred percent. Who's on the other wing, mate? I went Israel Folau, so um, never got to play uh, with Izzy, but I, I remember, was you know, he was virtually unstoppable yeah. every time that Cooper put the ball in the air to him. No one knew how to how to combat it, so mm. he was probably you know one of the first wingers. I reckon that was just such an aerial threat. Obviously, now with the the change of the rules and things like that, with the the corner post, you know, everyone's able to be pretty acrobatic. But yeah. he was the first one and. Huge body, hard to handle. So I'd um, yeah, I'd be pretty nervous. I reckon if he was playing on the wing. A couple of big units: Tommy Turbo and Israel Folau on the wings. What about our centres? I've gone quite big here too. So uh, <laughs> as you can tell, I've got some physical people yeah. in the back line, but I've got a, a whip it in Bill. Um, I went uh, I went a current day player in Latrell Mitchell. Just his. Uh, and then probably, uh, I guess, someone that he's a bit of a clone of in Greg Inglis. They're me two. They're me two centers. They're my favourite style of centers. Yep. Like big athletic uh, guys in the centers. They're hard to handle when they're they're coming out of yardage. They yeah. can do you a favour and have a tough carry, but they're just so so good on their feet, fast, powerful. You know, they they both could change games. Yep. You know, Greg was in his second year, second year of first grade, and he, he won a Clive Churchill and yeah. playing five eight. Like he was, what a talent! You know, ridiculous. Um, you mentioned that he is a clone, and he's Latrell's probably the closest thing we will see to to Greg Inglis. The similarities, I mean, even the body shape and the the development, absolutely uncanny between these two. They are. They um, play a very similar style. That you know, I haven't, I haven't spent any time with uh, Latrell before. Um, you know, I got to play. I got to play uh, some schoolboy footy with with uh, GI. Okay. Um, but yeah, they um, yeah, just just super talented. I love how. I actually really like how quite relaxed they are about mm. things. Every time I used to see them, you know, they weren't overly intense. You know, sort of about the game. They were pretty. You know. I, I, Carefree, I guess, but when they could flick a switch, they were, 
you know they they changed changed the course of the game yeah. you know, with a with a single single bit of play you know okay you played your career in either the six or the seven jersey who have you named at six and seven yeah this is a hard one because obviously you got to play with Coops who's was you know uh, um, super super diligent yep. in his preparation uh, results speak for themselves you know five comps or uh, you know, and then went to the Roosters and was able to do it in a different system. Mm. Um, you know, so this was a hard one, but I put um, someone who I, I sort of looked up to as a kid was Darren Lockyer, so I went for him in the sixth jersey. Yeah. Uh, I was going to go Thurston and Thurston and Coops, but I, I went uh, Lockyer and Thurston. Um, yeah, Lockie, just his transition from fullback to 5'8", he just mm. he just had a touch of class. He was the first half that I felt had – he just moved so smoothly, yeah. glided, you know, along the ground. And he, um, and then as he as he got older, I felt like he developed a – you know, he was the first one that I noticed that developed a heap of control with his high high kicks to corners, yep. build pressure calmly. He wasn't overly flashy or anything like that, just come up with the right play all the time. Mm. Um, you know, and I wasn't overly flashy myself, so he was someone that I sort of looked, I looked to to sort of model, model my game on. And um, but the other one, Thurston, just what do you say? Like <laughs> super competitor. I loved how competitive. I loved how filthy he got um, when he lost. If things mm. didn't work, um, I never got to play with him. But you know, all the Queenslanders that were at Melbourne, you know, spoke so highly of him and you could hear him on the field when you played against him like filthy on himself or others if, if you know, mainly effort-based. Yes. You never really, you know, criticise skill-based stuff, mm. but if someone didn't turn up and they should have, you know, you could hear him. It was, um, yeah, he, he, I, I love watching him. Mate, it's funny you say that because I uh, I recall very, very clearly at the Cowboys copping a thumping one night, I was calling the game up in Townsville and JT went pear-shaped against a, uh, a couple of his teammates and it wasn't because they weren't, you know, sticking to a game plan. It was, it was an effort-based thing. And whilst there's a fine line that none of us are allowed to cross anymore because it's 2022... I think you got every right to blow up if your mate isn't putting his balls on the line and giving it his everything. Hundred percent. Well, that's the the game has been as much as you know society and people have changed. The game, one thing about the game that won't change it. It has been and always will be a game of attrition. Yep. They're under fatigue, people either make some good choices or bad choices. Yeah. Um, and so he he was he would criticise the bad choices. Yep. Um, you know, there's there's not there's not a truckload of those people left in the game where it it looked like you know without knowing him it looked like it not only was it his favourite thing to do playing footy but it it meant the most to him mm. it meant so much to him and that's why he cared so much you know there's the the next I guess the the influx of players that are coming through now not everyone feels that way about the game anymore mm. you know which is fine everyone's got their own reasons but. I love the fact that it meant everything to him, and he would leave it all out there on the field. That was me. That was my favourite thing. That's why I enjoyed watching him. Yeah, you know, every week. Billy Slater, Tom Travoyevich, Greg Inglis, Latrell Mitchell, Israel Folau, Darren Lockyer, and Jonathan Thurston. That is our back line. 
If you're looking for extra horsepower in your bet, there's only one place to get set, and that's Top Sport. And with Top Sport's new Same Race Multi, you'll see the odds skyrocket by combining your selections in a single bet. Multiply your excitement in the same race on thoroughbreds, greyhounds, and harness racing. Download the app today for a faster, easier betting experience. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. This is the Dream Team Series. I'm Andy Raymond Unfiltered. We've got Blake Green with us, and we're about to rip into the forward pack. Who have you got locking the scrum, mate? Um, this is this is a different one. So uh, I went with Sean O'Loughlin from uh, Wigan. Um, played, you know, over 400 games for Wigan and um, Captain England. Uh, I wish, you know, having two years with him over there, I wish he was um, open to coming uh, over to the NRL. I know he was offered an opportunity a few times. Yep. I think the Roosters and Dragons were really close to getting him a few times. Um, but he is probably one of the most complete players, I reckon, that I've played with. He was a really big physical frame. Mm. Um, he could actually – he could have a tough carry for you on play three. He played 80 minutes in the middle of the field, which is hard enough on its yeah. own. And he could have a tough carry on play three, but he could also throw – the same type of pass that a half would throw. Mm. Kick the footy, um, you know. He was leading all the effort areas. He was a really, you know, you know, complete footy player. Um, only drink beer, um, no spirits, and he would just drink uh, pints of beer all night. He was just a, yeah. He was one of my favourite humans, to be honest. So um, our type of guy, a great guy, and a great. Yeah, such a great guy, great footy player, um, humble fella. Um, you know, I remember when I first got to Wigan, um, he had a bit of a nerve issue that would run down his leg and he was wow. like kept straining his calf and hemi. Um, he just didn't play for about seven or eight weeks. And then he, um, he, he passed the fitness test. I don't know how he passed it. And he just played the Challenge Cup final, 80 minutes in the middle, and he was one of our best players. Like he just – that – as I've got older, I probably didn't appreciate it at the time. I yep. just said, oh, that was lockers. He'll just do it. But as I got older, I look back and I see some guys now that, um, you know, if you're out for that period of time, you, you come and play 10 or 12 minutes and you put your hand up because you have to get off. Yep. But he just it, – it was not an issue for him. You know, and he was 30 years old, yeah. you know, at the time. He wasn't like um, – he wasn't a young, youthful fella anymore, but he could just get the job done. And he was just a, such a terrific leader. Led by his actions, I took a lot of um, like a lot of lessons from him as a as a player. Sure, no, Lachlan is our lock. That's a huge wrap on uh, the English international. What about our second rowers, buddy? Yeah, so this is a tough one. Um, obviously, there's been you know plenty of really good ones, but um, I went with a couple of really tough men. Um, I don't you know I never played with these guys, but um, these two back rowers were again a couple of my favourites. One was Boyd Cordner. And Sam Burgess, the other one, really good leaders for their team. Um, they were just sort of unwavering. They just charged onto the footy all the time, inspiring people to, mm. um, you know, they set some standards, I reckon, for their team every week. And they just kept tossing up the same stuff. So, um, yeah, they them them me two two back rowers, mate. Sam Burgess and Boyd Cordner, the common thing they share is tough and big units. Really different styles of players, and and this is one thing I really love about footy. Sure, there's an element of that, you know, cookie cutter. Every player has to be this, this, and this. But once you reach the elite level, you can 
show different strengths and I guess also different weaknesses but still be a success. You play what's right for your game to be at its best and these two are a good example of that. Yeah, 100%, Andy. I reckon too part of um, oh, part of being a, a good coach, I reckon, is allowing players to express themselves yep. like that. If that's, what if that's their style and that's their brand, it's um, – I think sometimes you – as a as a coach, you, you can't be obsessed with playing a certain way if it doesn't suit your players. Yeah. You need to play a style that suits the the brand of players that you have. Um, you know, and and, and certainly all, all these that those two players they they played a a brand that suited the the team they were in at the time. Mm. But um, yeah, I, I think it's in the, the whole cookie cutter analogy. It's um, you know, sometimes as a kid, you you have a favourite player, and you think that's how you actually—that's the only way to play that yep. position. Yeah. You know? But there's so many different different styles that mm. you can you can bring to a jersey number. You know. Okay. What about our front rowers, mate? Yeah, front rowers. One player that I I love watching. Um, current player uh, at the moment, Joe Tarpany. Um. So down at the Raiders, he is just an absolute handful. Defensively, uh, oh. players just struggle, but he's just—he's so good on his feet. Such yep. a big, a big lad. It, it's a, it's a weird one. You look at Canberra and almost their forward pack sort of the focal point of their attack. They yep. just sort of roll down the middle and generate some offloads, and all of a sudden, boom! You know, they 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 open the game mm. up for their team. There's not many teams that have that. They've been like that for a while. Canberra. Yeah, they seem to rotate these big humans through there that have got mm. some really good. You know, subtleties with the footy, some good offloads, some little close short passes. So, um, yeah, he's he's one of my favourites, mate. Okay, what about on the other side of the scrum? Yeah, the other one's a biased one, um, Jesse Bromwich. So, played a little bit with Jesse yep. in Melbourne, and um, when, when I first got there, Jesse Jesse would play majority games for us. He sort of in the seventy minute range. Um, yeah, played huge minutes, would make massive meters. Um, Although, like statistically, he was rating sort of off the charts yep. for a front rower, but just um, so many times we were we needed someone to play big minutes that day if someone got injured or you know we needed him to hold it mm. down because he was the best at it for us, and he just got the job done. Didn't complain. I think he got Player of the Year both years I was there. He was, um, yeah, he was a he was a special one for that footy club. So uh, it would be so different seeing him in a different jersey. Yeah, uh, next season. What about the hooker, mate? Do I need to ask? No, you don't, mate. He's the best. Yeah. He is the best by a mile. Uh, yeah, Cameron Smith, mate. Very clever. Um, terrific fella. Um, again, loves having a beer after a game. Mm. Really relaxed. Just uh, It was so interesting, you know, the, the, the contrast in styles of players that yeah. – um, you know, Cam, Billy and Cooper were, you know, Cameron was just so calm, composed. I know everyone can see that, you know, visually you can mm. see that, but he actually was. He was mm. he had a he had a little routine that he would do and if we got scored against, he would everyone would natural reaction is you know, blowing up and talking spraying. He would just walk into the center of the circle, grab a towel off the physio, he'd just pat himself down. Everyone would sort of start Start to stop talking, yeah. and then he would just he would just talk, you know, just calmly. He would say, "Oh, you know, boys probably deserve that one. If we're honest here, you know, we've been really poor at this, this." Wow. He would talk calmly. The the funny ones is when he got angry. I spent I used to hang out uh, a fair bit with him and his family socially. Yeah. So 
Um, I used to like it when he – I found it funny when he got angry. He would talk the same way that he used to talk to his boy Jasper when he got angry. Yeah. He'd talk through his teeth. <laughs> Jasper. <laughs> So he talked to the team like that. Oh. And I used to crack me up. But um oh, I love it. But he was a terrific leader. Obviously, skills wise, the way yeah. he could control the tempos of games, he just knew. He knew he was he was a you know a puppet master with all that sort of stuff. He could teach people where to be on the field without, you know, overanalyzing it or being too technical or too tactical. Yep. I know I, I had a really simple role down there, mate. I used to play on the left-hand side of the field. We used to play split halves. Yep. I used to play on the left-hand side of the field. And he would say to me, hey, Granny, just just stand on the scrum line and when you want the ball, just stick your left hand out and I'll, I'll hit you. And I was like, that, that can't be can't work. No calling, no anything. I'd call for the ball, but yeah. I'd stick my left hand out. He would just fizz the ball to me, left hand, so I wouldn't break stride. Boom, straight wow. into it. So, look, I'd stand there and wait for teams to split their numbers. Yep. And if they put they put four people on my side, I'd just say super. He just he would just fizz it straight to me. I I never copped a bad pass from him. Um, and he made the game. He made the game every every week for two years straight. And it never got old. It was such a basic game. And he would do the same thing every week. Although, you know, watching at home, you'd see him do so many fantastic things. But he had the same – he'd do the same thing every week. But he would just have a couple of different options that he would pull the trigger on based on what the team was doing. You know, he's just – he was just so so intelligent, so calm. That's why he's seen as he is. Billy Slater is – our fullback, Tommy Travojevic, Greg Inglis, Latrell Mitchell, Israel Folau, uh, Darren Lockyer and Jonathan Thurston in the halves. Sean O'Loughlin, Sam Burgess, Boyd Cordner is the back row, Joe Tarpany, Jesse Bromwich and Cameron Smith. This could well be the biggest football side in the history of rugby league. Mate, Christmas just around the corner, two beautiful young kids still at that age. They're, they're growing, but they're little ones and they, they love the magic of this time of year. It's a cool time for parents. Yeah, it's a, and it's an exciting, exciting month for us when the when they uh, when they turn up. So yeah, the magic of Christmas is still still bright, mate, uh, in my house. So yeah, two kids, nine and six, um, nine year old, hoping to hold on for as long, long as we can. But the my six year old girl, she's absolutely frothing at the idea of all this stuff about to kick off. I love it, mate. Always a pleasure chatting. Keep well. A new role with the Knights. Um, you've started pre-season going into 2023 as one of the assistants. You enjoying and is it as all-encompassing and time-consuming as you expected? Yeah, I love it, mate. Time-consuming. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, as you said earlier, look, I'm a massive footy head. I love the game, so I love uh, being able to work with all the boys, um, particularly this year, just putting in a little bit more detail. Yep. Um, it's um, yeah, it's an it's an exciting role. I know it's a bit of a hot seat, pretty volatile type of job, but um, you know, I'd like to think that I've had a fair bit of experience in doing it, you know, under some different coaches and different styles. So hopefully, I can sort of bring a. Um, Bit of a combination of a sort of you know a mod, the modern day player with a with a little bit of a, I guess traditional sort of old school stuff that I you know started with when I um, kicked off playing. That's it for another Andy Raymond Unfiltered podcast. And over summer, the footy talk just doesn't stop. 
It's the ultimate argument starter and Monday's is Dream Team, where a current or former superstar drops in and gives their 13. Might be best ever 13, the best they played with or wish they had, best drinkers, best looking, who knows, there's no rules, but plenty of laughs. Wednesdays, we catch up with one of the game's current players and put the spotlight on them with a collection of short interviews on a wide range of topics, both footy and away from footy. There's never been anything quite like this before, and we reckon you'll love it. On the weekend, the weekend session. Of course, you can invite any person, any era, any country or profession, dead or alive, to your place for the ultimate weekend session. Which eight do you invite and why? Our guests tell us who they've picked. We talk beers, barbecues and a bit of footy too. This is the only podcast in rugby league that speaks with the legends and not about them and we're not slowing down over the off-season. Before you go, if you've enjoyed this edition, throw a five-star rating and review at us on the podcast app you're listening on. It's huge for us as we look to grow the brand and bring you more. Hope you're enjoying summer and make sure you come back soon, legends. Legends.